Where does this Green Bay Packers roster stand from an outsider's perspective? Joe Marino from Locked On NFL Scouting and Locked On Bills joins me on the show today to give us his take on where this roster stands right now. I think it is a great companion piece to the podcast we did yesterday on the comparison between this Packers roster and the 2008 Packers roster. Our off-season coverage of the Green Bay Packers continues today. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. As I mentioned, Joe Marino from Locked On NFL Scouting and Locked On Bills joins me on the show today. He will mostly be wearing his Locked On NFL Scouting hat on the show, though at the end, we get into the defense a little bit, and I ask him a kind of Bills-related question. You'll, You'll get that when you get there. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Before we get to that conversation, I wanted to talk about a quote that is getting some play around uh, the NFL circles, and it is from Romeo Dobbs in speaking with Dennis Krause over on Spectrum News 1 in Wisconsin, and he was asked about the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, and Dobbs said, I think I can do it. I think Jordan is a really good quarterback. When you go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan, Aaron was a really great quarterback, but I believe Jordan can do the exact same thing. And this was the kicker part here. This is me editorializing. Dobbs finished that sentence by saying the following. So I don't really see what's the big difference. Now, I don't really feel like litigating Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers at this moment and all of the similarities and differences. It's worth me pointing out that Darius Slay said after Jordan Love came in and and put together a pretty impressive performance for a quarter, admittedly, against the Eagles, he said on his podcast that Jordan Love looked a lot like Aaron Rodgers. It's also worth saying that Romeo Dobbs has only been in the NFL for one season. He's only played for one starting quarterback in the NFL, and it was Aaron Rodgers' worst season as a pro. So I can understand why Dobbs is not as impressed. Like if Jordy Nelson said this, it would seem like a betrayal. If Devontae Adams said this, you would go, wait, what? Oh, that's right. Dante Adams did kind of say this when he compared Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. See, this happens. You are When you're talking about your guy, this can just happen. Now, I'm not saying that's, that is what's going on here, but it is the case that Aaron Rodgers last year 
was not 2014 Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't 2020 Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't 2021 Aaron Rodgers. And so I can understand Romeo Dobbs having grown up his entire football career, really. You're talking about a 22, 23-year-old kid who, you know, go, just go back the last 10 years since he was 12, probably started playing football 11, 12. Aaron Rodgers has been this incredible force in the NFL all of those years. And then he gets to the NFL, plays with Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers has his worst season as a pro. And you just kind of go, this is Aaron Rodgers? Like, this is what elite-level quarterback play looks like in the NFL? And the answer is no, because it wasn't elite-level quarterback play in the NFL. But I think this is where it's just time for the people who have found every reason to discount Jordan Love. And I'm speaking almost exclusively to Packers fans because Bears fans are just going to be jerks and Vikings fans and Lions fans and the Jets fans still listening. I, you're still here. You're still in my mentions. You're still listening. And I love it. Thank you so much. Um, but I, they're just going to come with hate in their hearts for Jordan Love. And, and that is just the nature of sports. And I, I just, I can't, I can't stop that. I can't even, I can't even be mad at it. That's just the way this works. But there are some Packer fans who are Aaron Rodgers to the death people who will just find any excuse to say slanderous things about Jordan Love. And, and I'm being hyperbolic, obviously. But there was this point in the 2021 offseason before that year, before we actually got to see Jordan Love, when he was going to practice and doing those kinds of things when Aaron Rodgers was having his hissy fit and there were fans literally going, well, you don't hear people talking about him the way that Aaron Rodgers is being talked about. And it's like, first of all, you weren't there in 2006 in 2007 before Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers when he was bad. Like anyone saying I knew right away with Aaron Rodgers is lying. Someone posted actually Rob Domofsky's first um, explanation of what he saw from Aaron Rodgers at OTAs day one. And it was like a little bit of damning with faint praise. And then there was, yeah, there was some good things. There was a lot of bad things. Like he was not a fully formed entity when he came into the league. The idea that he was is just nonsense. But there was this, this narrative that, oh, his teammates aren't complimenting him. And then slowly but surely, we saw and heard when he got more opportunities because he didn't get any opportunities in 2020. He didn't even get to practice barely. COVID, all that stuff. 2021, he he finally gets a chance to, to you know to be a guy on the roster in in some ways. And it's after you know a a generational hissy fit from Aaron Rodgers. Got to walk on eggshells. He makes his first start in Kansas City. But once we actually got to see him practice, all of a sudden you hear, oh, there was that one day in OTAs. He was awesome. You hear Alan Lazard talking about, oh, you know, we I, I've been having conversations with him. I think he's really talented. You hear Devondre Campbell ahead of 2022 say he's better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the league. Down, leave it with his compliments. And now you have Romeo Dobbs saying he doesn't see a difference between Aaron Rodgers 
and Jordan Love. And to the people who are going to say, well, what else is he supposed to say? The answer is literally anything else. You don't have to compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to say, I don't see the difference, even if you're you're being asked. Well, what do you think the differences are? Guess what? You don't have to say no difference. Like, like if your partner, your spouse, your romantic, whatever they are in your life, asked you, hey, what's the difference between me and the last person you dated? Guess, guess what you don't have to say? No difference. You can say literally anything else. Literally anything else. Now, in, the, in this case, it's a little different because Aaron Rodgers universally, you know, believed to be a great quarterback. I get it. But the point is, you could say, yeah, hey, you know, Jordan Love works really hard and, and we're, I'm, I'm excited to see. I think he's a really talented quarterback and I think he's really great and I'm excited to see what he can do. He could have said that. He could have said that. He was, you know, a lot of talent. He can really zing it. I really had fun working with him in this offseason. I'm really excited to see him go out there. There were so many other ways, diplomatic ways to say, I think Jordan Love can be a great player. I think Jordan Love can be a terrific quarterback. He's my quarterback. Hell yeah, I'm all in. Without saying, I don't see a difference between him and Aaron Rodgers. So at a certain point, there, there are those people who are going to say, well, he has to say that. No, he doesn't. And the, the, comp, the teammates complimenting stuff, it's got to be done. It's got to be over because enough of, of the team seems to really genuinely like Jordan Love and seems to really think he can be a good player that we just have to be done with this. It, it has to be over. It won't be, but it should be. All right, we're going to get to Joe Marino in just a second. Before we do, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's right, $2,500. No-sweat first bet. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. We've got the NBA Finals to be gambling on. The Heat just made it a series. There's It, it is getting fun right now. We've got the U.S. Open and golf coming up. You've got Rose Zhang on the LPGA Tour, crushing it, wins in her first LPGA Tour event. That's incredible. And we're not quite there yet. Just started June. But like baseball futures, that's a fun thing to be thinking. Just like thinking about MVP races, now is the time to find that value. So plenty plenty of stuff, plenty of fun things to be throwing a couple of shekels down on have a little action on. So FanDuel is the place to do it because you have that no sweat first bet up to $2,500. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to find out more. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every day or later on the show this week. We have more rookie orientation series Coming up, we've got Roger's Signature Series coming up and then actual OTAs um, this week. So more from all of that. And then Mandatory Minicamp right around the corner. All of that good stuff. A lot of fun things to talk about as we head through the summer. Joining me now from Locked On NFL Scouting. You may remember him last year from Locked On Bills when we did our crossover show, Joe Marino. And and Joe, I, I was listening to the show that you and Kyle did. Um, by the way, I, I really enjoy the show. I think it's a, a great um, perspective 
if you're a, a local fan to get the national sort of perspective on this and the team building perspective, I think it's a really cool idea. And I think you guys are, you know, ball. So it's, it's a great way to, to get into all of this. When you went in to dig in on the Packers and you, you guys can go back and listen to the show that they did. What, what did you go in hoping to see, expecting to see? I think the big prevailing thought that I had entering the study of the Packers was just getting a really good feel for what Jordan Love's going to have at his disposal and mm-hmm. his first opportunity to be the starting quarterback. And Peter, I think where I came away really happy was with the offensive line, especially if you get Bakhtiari and Jenkins healthy on that left side. I mean, that's going to be what the best left side of the offensive line in football. But what I really enjoyed was seeing players like Josh Myers, like Zach Tom, like John Runyon show me that I think that they are at least sufficient starting caliber players to kind of round out this offensive line. Meanwhile, you have some intriguing depth like Sean Ryan. We'll see what he can do in year two. Uh, There's been Royce Newman, who's got some playing time as well. Rasheed Walker's got some uh, physical upside. Yash Nijman has had a chance to play quite a bit over the last few years. And so I came away excited about some of the ceiling that exists with that starting offensive line. When you think about Bakhtiari Jenkins and the ceiling that I think is still there for Tom and Myers, the floor as well. And then the depth for the offensive line. I think it's been frustrating, I think, to watch the Packers over the last several years navigate season after season with a lot of attrition to the offensive line. But if it can stay healthy, there's probably a payoff here with a lot of guys with experience, um, as well as, you know, if you can marry that all together with your star staying healthy. So I really came away pretty well pleased with the offensive line. Now, where I came away with questions was really taking the deep dive into the pass catchers, not the running backs. We all love Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, right? Everybody knows that that's a quality pair. But as you get into this, you're like, I like the physical upside of Christian Watson and Mm -hmm. Jaden Reed and Romeo dubs, but we are talking about literally an entire group of tight ends and wide receivers that are either rookies or second year players. I guess Josiah DeGuara, notwithstanding as a player in year three. And so I think that's part of the, of the, of the piece here where I'm like, wow, I can't believe that there's really no established pass catchers here for Jordan Love to take over this offense, which signals to me that, hey, this is going to run through Jones and Dylan. It should. You do have a lot of physical upside and, and a big arm quarterback in Jordan Love that can challenge the entire field. And it's probably run the football, set up some vertical stuff. But you kind of wonder about this team if they get behind in a game. What, what's it going to be like to be able to you know, lean on Jordan Love to throw the football at a high volume? There's a, there's a nice formula here, but I do have questions about just the experience here when it comes to the pass catchers. Yeah. The joke that I've made is that no one, no pass catchers on this team are old enough to rent a car because they're all (laughs) just first and second year guys. And that is it. I can't remember a situation like this. Can you like where a team is just like, we're just going to be all like, even the Texans, for example, like they had Brandon cooks. You look around the league, even the, the bad teams that are sort of going young, so to speak, have those veteran guys. I think this is a really interesting thought experiment. And I want to I want to actually throw this back at you because you brought up a name, a big name, veteran, mm-hmm. who you thought, okay, the, the Packers, if I'm them, I'm trying to go get this guy if he's willing to come play for me. And when I put that out on Twitter, just in general, the, the response I get by and large from Packer fans is, I don't want, by the way, we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I know you know, but the audience might not. Um, is I don't want to take away from the development of the young guys because this is not a year this year to compete for a Super Bowl. What do you think of that criticism? Well, first of all, I'll go ahead and say again that 
I think the Green Bay Packers should be all in on trying to sign DeAndre Hopkins. Predictively, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not predicting that this will happen. Right. I'm just no, I'm saying you. that I think it absolutely should for a lot of the reasons that we just talked about. You know, I think as I've studied the league and, and a lot of that effort has been around young quarterbacks and something that Kyle and I have done for years is assessing situations that young quarterbacks are stepping into. And the root of that is a quote from uh, Jordan Palmer. And Jordan Palmer says that teams bust players more than players bust teams, right? Yeah. All these guys are physically gifted, right? It's about the scenarios that they're stepping into. That's going to give them a real chance to flourish, whether that's the coaching, the supporting cast, offensively, defensively, it all matters uh, for a guy to be able to go in there and step in and play their best football. And we can all just acknowledge that overall, this is a really unique situation. It's a first round quarterback that's had to wait. This is his fourth season, right? To, to be yeah. the starter. And for him to step into this is, is really, really intriguing. Right. And, and we saw even Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, didn't have his, he had his worst season, right? We, we can all acknowledge it is worst season with this supporting cast. I know that some of those receivers are now going to have a year under their belt, right? With dubs and Watson. Like I definitely get that, but the, the, the question still remains to me. I think one of the things that has gotten a lot of quarterbacks in trouble is them being a developing quarterback surrounded by developing weapons, right? Yeah. How do you isolate the variable? That's what I want to do. I don't want to sit here and watch Jordan love in 2023 and say, you know what? I think he's pretty good, but I'm not sure he had the stuff, right? I'm not sure he had the players around him for us to really get a feel for what he is. And I know that they gave him the extension. So you got to have a kind of have a two year strike zone here to really figure this out. But I, I think it's a, a dangerous game to support your developing quarterback with developing weapons. I'd want some type of stability there, a volume guy that's done it in the league that I know what I'm getting from him. And, you know, who, who's he going to lean on? Who, who's that third down? We got to get it. Who's going to be open and going to catch the football? We'll find out. There's intriguing physical talent, I would want more proven commodities in the room. I think to me, the difference for Jordan Love than in a lot of the situations that we have seen this in over the last few years, like look at Justin Fields last year. He had some nice receiver pieces, right? But the offensive line was a mess. And I just don't see that as a problem for Green Bay this year. You mentioned the offensive line was the part of this team that you felt the best about. We know the run game. Like he's going to be supported in a way that some of these other quarterbacks just weren't. And so I wonder if that's the idea of Green Bay saying, look, we're going to this is our two year runway and we're going to let these guys grow together. I think it's also a, a big vote of confidence in guys like Romeo Dobbs and Samori yeah. Toure um, and, and their ability to hit on guys like Jaden Reed. Like if the Packers take you in the second round as a receiver, you're good. That's just the rule that has been the rule from time immemorial. So I, I, it's it, it is an interesting, uh, I think, approach here that I can't I can't think of a comp. I want to just sort of go back with Jordan Love because there were a lot of varying opinions on him coming out of school. What was your read on him coming out of Utah State? Well, I I like Jordan Love because I like physically gifted quarterbacks, right? I, I like guys that give me a chance to be the reason why I win football games. Like yeah. I get really bored with uh, just low, you know, just high floor. Uh, can come in, keep their head above water, keep the offense on schedule. I want a guy that can make friggin' plays, right? And what I love about Jordan Love, wow, that's fun. I just realized that you, that's going to be a problem for you as you maybe yes. it already is, right? Yes. Love and love. That's all right. I Something get I've had to navigate. Right. That was my first years. moment of that, Peter. So <laughs> I can only imagine what that's like for you. Mm -hmm. um, what I love about him is I, 
don't have physical limitations, right? Everything's available. Anything that you want to run offensively, Jordan Love's capable of doing it. And so I remember when he was coming out, Kyle and I actually had a debate. Would you rather have a guy that can play outside of structure, but you need to teach them how to play in structure? Or would you rather have the guy that can operate in structure, but doesn't really give you anything off structure? I said, give me the guy that can play off structure. I feel like I could teach the other part of it. And so I'm excited about that. And I mean, we've seen a few doses of Jordan Love. And I think the one that was most impressionable to me, Peter, and maybe it's because it's against the Bills, but there was a preseason game against the Bills yeah. where Jordan Love played a lot. And I was like, this guy's got a little something to him. And you can only put so much into preseason games. Like, I get that. But I, I thought there was a lot of hope from that. So I'm very, very intrigued. Um, and I, I think that there's a chance that the Packers could have their answer. It's just uh, it's a really unusual journey to this point, obviously. I go to that Bills game often because I think what a, what a lot of people will f- forget about that game is the Bills played their starters for like a quarter. Yep. And Jordan Love is playing with Malik Taylor and, uh, you know, like guys that Dominique Daphne backup, backup, backup tight ends. And they he moved the ball into the red zone two or three times yep. in that. And, and the shot, he threw a cover two hole shot in the two minute. That was an unbelievable throw with pressure in his face. And I was just sort of like, okay, anyone saying we haven't seen the talent is not watching because the talent was, was there on that play. Now he also had the boneheaded interception in the end zone where he just sort of threw it up for grabs. That's the give and take here. Have you seen like the Eagles game, for example, is that, is that enough for you to go? Okay. I think there's been progress being made here. Or are you like, yeah, obviously with the idea that, okay, we're not, we're not done saying that there's, but there's something there. Well, yeah, there's absolutely something there. And I think for the limited exposures that we've received for Jordan Love, what we haven't seen is an exposure from Jordan Love where he's the starter, right? Where he's went through the entire process as the guy. And let's face it, there's no meaningful competition at quarterback on this roster, right? Mm -hmm. This is his football team. And I think that's probably very intentional. And so, Which you guys did not like, by the way, or at least you didn't like as, as an approach. Yeah, I, I don't like that um, because I think you owe it to the rest of your roster to not be one, st- one snap away to Sean Clifford or Danny Etling stepping in as your quarterback. Like you got to have a chance. And so how you balance that out with, okay, we want Jordan Love to know that this is his football team and to operate as such. But also, I mean, you're going to look at Kenny Clark and Devondre Campbell and Jair Alexander yeah. and David Bakhtiari and say, Hey, this guy uh, gets on the bad turf in Detroit and tears his ACL. Good luck. Cause Sean Clifford's coming in or Danny Etling. You don't have a chance. Right. And so that's where I take exception with it. I got it. And I actually thought Matt Ryan would have made a ton of sense for them. Yeah. Um, and Matt Ryan is going to go call games and I'm excited. I think he's going to be great calling games. Um, maybe they can pull a Jay Cutler if Jordan love, God forbid does get hurt early on in the season. Hey, Matt, you know, the offense come run it, but I, I think it also is a signal of where they are in their, in their development. How, I want to, I wanted to ask you about that. So you guys called it, I think Kyle kept calling it a transition year. There's been a lot of debate on Packers Twitter and on shows about, are they rebuilding versus not? How do you see team building differently for a team sort of in the middle. Cause I don't, I think the roster is too good for them to just absolutely stink unless Jordan love is just like, if the wheels fall off in ways that seem, I, I think outside the realm of likely possibilities here, and they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender. So how does that, how do you, how do you think teams need to approach the difference between being a contender and being somewhere in that mushy middle? 
Well, I think what's unique about the Packers when looking at it through that lens is we're talking about the NFC and we're talking about the NFC North. Like, yeah, you could talk me into any team winning the division. Mm -hmm. And so with that dynamic being true, I don't think that you're in a, in a tear it down type situation. I think that this roster has enough talent to go out there and be a winning football team with the wild card, the X factor being how good is Jordan love. And yeah, obviously this defense is loaded with first round picks all over the place. We haven't seen it all come together with a level of consistency that we need to yet. But like you mentioned here, Peter, this is a, a talented enough team where it's not, well, try to win four or five games, pick in the top five, get another blue chip piece. Like this is a team that I think has, a pretty reasonable floor, right? I think a, probably a, a floor of a six or a seven win team. Okay. Jordan loves really good. Okay. We could push for double digits. Nine wins might get you into the playoffs in the NFC. I mean, 10 wins might win the NFC North next year. And so I think the Packers and looking at them through that lens, but also the lens of, all right, what's the opportunity that we have based on the competition? You know, I think the Packers can't be dismissed from being a playoff contender based on just the floor of talent that they, that exists on the roster. All right, I'm, I want to close on this. I'm going to have you put on your locked on NFL scouting hat and your locked on Bills hat as a way to get into this defense. I was when we did our crossover show, I was looking at the rosters that week and, and Von Miller, I think he was already hurt by then, right? Not yet. Not yet. A couple more weeks later, he got hurt. Okay. Maybe maybe I was looking at it later then, but but I think the, the question is still workable. Just defensive personnel. Packers versus Bills defense. How how different do you think it is in terms of quality? Uh really, I mean Just really like scheme agnostic. Oh wow. Um probably not that different. Um, I think the Bills have been really cohesive on defense, right? They've had Sean mm -hmm. McDermott running this defense since 2017, and the core players, particularly in the back seven, had have existed together for a number of years, right? And so the complexities of what they do defensively aren't very dramatic. It's just that you have a bunch of guys that buy into doing their one eleven sprinkled in with some plus playmakers and, and they've been a statistically great defense for a number of years. I think where green Bay has defensive talent, but the cohesion hasn't always existed there. Um, and, you know, I think there's been, there's been some deficiencies defensively that they've tried to kind of play through and mask and it hasn't always worked out. And then you sprinkle in some injuries and, we haven't seen them live up to their, you know, like in totality, what they can do. I, we've certainly seen that from individual players, Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary, when he's been healthy, like blowing up and being an awesome player, but all of it coming together at the right time, we haven't seen them catch lightning in a bottle quite yet. Yeah. I think that was the point that I was trying to make and have been trying to make for like a year at least is this team is really talented defensively. And at a certain point we have to, we either need to question, is it really as talented as we thought or, wonder what the structural issues are, whether it's schematic, whether it's approach, because I think they're as talented as any defense in the league and they have not played as well as half the defenses in the league. That's a problem for this team and they're going to have to get that sorted out. Joe, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it, Peter. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Joe for coming on the show. Always great to talk to him. Uh, and thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every day, we have so much great stuff for you on Locked On Packers. Um, coming up this offseason, we are still going to be here basically every day, five days a week um, in June. Most of the time, someday I might take a day off here or there. I'll let you know when that is coming and go subscribe to the Leap. Would love for you 
to be a part of what we're doing over there at The Leap. We have some really cool things to announce, a, a really big announcement, in fact, coming up um, for The Leap that I really want you to, to be able to be a part of. So go subscribe at, at theleap.football. Yes, that is the website, theleap.football. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow because that's what we do here. We are here, Locked on Packers, your team every day, even in June, the dog days of summer for baseball. Okay, we're not for a couple more weeks. We're here for the dog days of football, but we're still going to be having a lot of fun interviews, um, fun, fun show ideas coming up here. So, um, and and if you have ideas, if you have some questions, like the the show we did yesterday that was based totally on a lot of people saying they wanted this thing, and so we did it because. That's what we want to give the people what they want around here. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on YouTube, you can subscribe on our Locked on Packers YouTube page. Stay Locked on Packers.